Hello, and welcome to the turbulent world of Middle East soccer, or Mid-East soccer podcast. I'm your host, James Dorsey. When seven-time Formula One world champion Lewis Hamilton wore a helmet this weekend, featuring the colors of the LGBTI Pride Progress flag during the Debut-Gata Grand Prix, he was challenging more than the Gulf state's failure to recognize rights. So will the Danish Football Union, Denmark's governing soccer body, that announced that its commercial sponsors had agreed to surrender space on training kits to allow for messaging critical of Gata's treatment of migrant workers. The union said it would also minimize the number of trips to Gata by the Danish team that has already qualified for the 2022 World Cup to avoid commercial activities that promote the World Cup hosts events. The stance by Mr. Hamilton and the Danish Union calls into question the success of Qatar's use of sports as a pillar of its soft power strategy. Moreover, it lays bare the state-owned Al Jazeera television network's inability or unwillingness to report critically about Qatar. It further challenges international sports administrators' assertion that sports and politics are separate, as well as their ban on political expressions of sports on sport venues. To its credit, Formula One's website showed Mr. Hamilton winning the Qatar race with his demonstrative helmet. Mr. Hamilton and the Danish Union's protests further raised questions about the nature and impact of the decade-old debate about Qatar in the wake of its winning in December 2010 of the 2022 hosting rights. It also highlights a complicated debate on the best way to accommodate rights of gender and religious minorities in countries that legally refuse to recognize those rights. There is often merit on both sides of the argument. In the case of the LGBTI, these countries often criminalize the minority's orientation but do not enforce the law as long as the minority remains discreet. The fragile balance is between a minority's principled right to legal recognition and protection and a de facto live and let live approach intended to avoid a situation in which public opinion turns on the minority and its members see their circumstances worsen rather than improve. The International Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, Trans and Intersex Association, ILGA World, noted in its December 2020 report on state-sponsored homophobia that religious interpretations of Guthrie law could enable the sentencing of gays to death. It also stated that other articles stipulate sentences of up to 10 years in prison. Critics charged that the attempt by Qatar and the like and like-minded states to stymie discussion enable situations in which gay people are not protected against discrimination and socially hostile situations and encounters. While there are no reported cases of the death penalty being applied for consensual same-sex sexual activity in Qatar as of October 2020, there are local testimonies indicating that LGBTI people living in Qatar face an extremely hostile context 
the report said. The report implicitly acknowledged the dilemma in seeking to secure LGBTI rights in ways that don't further disadvantage the group in countries in which public opinion and government oppose legalization. Majid al-Ghattari, a pseudonym for a Ghattari gay, sparked outrage in 2011 by writing an article describing what it meant to be a homosexual in the Gulf state. Mr. Al-Ghattari noted that many had lauded the attack on a gay bar in Orlando, Florida that year by describing gays as God's cursed people. It is very jarring, li jarring living here. It is traumatizing to see that you are the cause of your parents' anguish, that you are shaming your family. It is a constant onslaught and it is killing me. It has caused irreparable damage to my mental health. I wouldn't have chosen to have been born in a place where my life is tantamount to my death. There is no prospect or future for me, for me here, no normalcy, Mr. Algatari said. The awarding of the 2022 hosting rights to Qatar may not have significantly improved the plight of gays, but it may have helped prevent a deterioration. It also halted Qatar's support for a Kuwaiti proposal to ban LGBTI foreigners from gaining employment in any of the six Gulf monarchies. The awarding has sparked a significant legal improvement in the rights and conditions of migrant labor in Qatar that accounts for the vast majority of the country's population. At the same time, Qatar has cracked down on reports of abuse and poor or failed implementation of labor reforms that stopped short of dismantling the country's onerous sponsorship or kafala system. The system makes workers dependent on their employer for a recognition of their rights. A report by human rights group Amnesty International published last week charged that labor reforms had stalled. It accused Gadri authorities of complacency in applying laws and said that has led to a resurfacing of the worst elements of the kafala system. Qatar has denied the allegations. Yet it's Al Jazeera Network, whose English language service has been praised for its professionalism, has failed to report on either Mr. Hamilton or the Danish Union's protests, as far as this writer can ascertain. The network showed the F1 driver wearing his Pride Progress helmet, but made no reference to what it represented. Al Jazeera English competes internationally on par with the BBC and CNN. Qatar would have likely benefited more if the network had been able to shine not only a positive but also a critical light on World Cup preparations. While much of the criticism of Qatari labor practice and discrimination against gays is justified, it is also true that bias, prejudice and sour grapes frequently laced the debate over the past decade. Furthermore, the discussion was partly driven by controversy over the integrity of the Guthrie World Cup bid and the Gulf state's willingness to invest far more than its competitors to win the hosting rights and stage the tournament. Leaving aside the bias based on size, legacy and climate that at times had undertones of Islamophobia, the debate failed to recognize that unlike other tournaments hosts, Qatar's sports strategy was not simply intended to boost nation branding. 
The strategy was part of a much broader soft power effort that aims to ensure that the international community has a stake in coming to Qatar's rescue in case of an emergency, much as it did in 1991 when it forced Iraqi troops to withdraw from Kuwait. With a citizenry of only 300,000, Qatar cannot defend itself against a conventional attack irrespective of how much sophisticated weaponry it acquires. Qatar's soft power strategy involves, besides sports, a fast-paced, mediation-driven foreign policy, the creation of a world-class airline and air traffic hub, hosting of the most extensive U.S. military base in the Middle East, sponsorship of high-profile museums and arts events, and acquisition of eye-catching real estate and investment in multinational blue chips. Mr. Hamilton and the Danish Football Association's willingness to publicly challenge guttery policies suggests that the soft power impact of the World Cup has been less effective than its much-praised role in the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan. This is at least true for Western public opinion, whose sentiments are critical to Qatar's approach towards defense and security. Last but not least, like the guttery bid itself, the athletes' protest highlights that the incestuous relationship between sports and politics is written into the DNA of elite sports. It also suggests that athletes and players like in past instances related to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, have become more willing to use sports as a platform to stand up for their beliefs. Mr. Hamilton has already pledged to repeat his protest performance in the Jeddah F1 race in Saudi Arabia in two weeks' time. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. A written version of this podcast is on my blog, the Turbulent World of Middle East Soccer at midisoccer.blogspot.com. Please join me for my next podcast in the coming days. All the best and take care.